Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 124. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And today's episode, it's just me. I'm flying solo and I'm about to get real personal. (laughs) If you listen to the episode, I think it was like 111 or 112. I put it out at the end of October. I really kind of did a deep dive on my self-care journey and what I've been doing these past few months to just kind of look out for myself and making my health a priority, you know, going to doctor's appointments. I started going to therapy, kind of working on my mental health and really just overall trying to, you know, better myself. And I say that because I talked about this on the last episode, but for a long time, I really have was in survival mode and I, I didn't even necessarily realize it. Like I was you know, just very caught up in the day-to-day and and not unhappy either, but just really caught up in the day-to-day and, you know, my, my responsibilities for everybody else. And I think so many, you know, of you listening can, can relate to that feeling of just not really doing anything for yourself or, you know, being like bottom of the totem pole. And that's kind of where everything started. So today I'm going to talk about my weight loss journey, which to be totally honest, I wasn't sure how much of this I was going to share on the podcast. I mean, I'm an open book. You guys know that. But after the New Year's episode that I did with my sister and I had mentioned at that point, I had lost, I think, 25 pounds. um, I got so many messages from you guys and people were really interested to, to hear more about my weight loss and I think, again, just kind of going back to that self-care piece, I think so many of us can relate to, you know, just kind of being unhappy with our bodies and how we look. And I mean, I'll I'll talk more about this, but I, I feel like it's, it's interesting because I wasn't sure, you know, how interested everybody was going to be in this topic. And to be totally honest, I'm not offended if you don't want to hear about this and you want to, you know, skip this episode and come back next week. I get it. This probably is not interesting to everyone, but just like how I had said with my sister, you know, if you are somebody who has struggled with your weight or is struggling with your weight, I think it's kind of a universal topic that so many of us can relate to. And honestly, in, in, in many ways, it reminds me of this autism journey that I've been on, you know, with Logan these past few years, and I've really been able to kind of draw some parallels. So I'll, I'll elaborate on that, but just to kind of get started, I I've talked to a lot of you and I got a lot of messages, like I said, after, you know, talking about that on the show 
And then also, even before that, I had gotten a few messages, especially after um, Logan's birthday. We had just a little party at the house here, and I had posted some pictures, mostly in my stories. Um, but people had noticed that I <laughs> had lost some weight. And I started getting messages then. And a lot of you were telling me, you know, stories that I can completely relate to about just weight struggles and body image issues. I think, you know, so many of you listening probably can relate to that as well. And a lot of people were telling me, you know, I've struggled with weight my whole life. It's always been an issue. I've been up and down. And I can definitely relate to that. I wouldn't necessarily say it's been an issue for me my whole life. But definitely since I always joke that I was a late bloomer, but it was it was very true. Um, it wasn't until I was like really like a junior in high school. I was like 16 or 17 that I like developed, <laughs> so to speak. And I grew like six inches over one summer. I all of a sudden had these like huge boobs. I didn't know what to do with. I mean, it was just like everything changed. And with that, I, I started gaining weight. Which was weird for me because at, at that point I had always been just really thin without even trying. I've always had like a major appetite and <laughs> up until that point I really could like eat whatever I wanted and it wasn't an issue. So it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I, I kind of started to struggle with my weight. And the first time I really lost weight was in my, my early 20s. Melissa and I, my sister, we, I think it was for New Year's one year. This was back when I really did believe in resolutions. <laughs> uh, we joined a gym and we actually got a trainer, uh, which was great because he just kind of forced me to work out. I hate working out <laughs> and he was a, a good just motivator because we were paying him and he made me. So I, we started working out and I, you know, started eating healthier. And at, at that point, I think I had probably lost around 20 pounds which really was all I needed to lose at that point. And I felt great. It was like, I, you know, shed all this weight. I felt more energetic and just, I, I could, I made these changes and it, and it really felt good. Well, pretty shortly after that, I met my husband, I met Manny and you know how that goes when you're like in a happy relationship and you're going out for dinner or you're staying at home and eating dinner. And I just ended up you know, putting the weight right back on and probably then some, I mean, over, over the course of, you know, a year, a couple of years. Well, then about a year and a half, well, Manny and I got engaged, um, after we've been dating for like almost two years. And then a year after that, we, we got married in February of 2012. And I was determined to lose the weight for our wedding. And I did. I, definitely lost the weight. I probably had maybe a little bit more to lose at that point. I I'd never had a scale. This is the, like currently right now, this is the first time I am actually weighing myself on a scale. And the reason for that is because, like I said, when I was much younger and I had first started to gain weight, I definitely started to develop like some body image issues. I think just because I was, you know, so thin my whole life and just like petite and small when I all of a sudden like had this body, I, I really felt uncomfortable with it. And it took me a long time to like gain confidence. And especially with the scale, I I just hated weighing myself and it, it would really like send me into a spiral. So thankfully, I, I realized that when I was younger and 
like I said, for basically my entire like 20s, I never, I did not own a scale. So when I lost weight for our wedding, I just was kind of going off by how I felt, how I looked at my clothes, obviously how my wedding dress fit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing again, I probably lost somewhere around 20 pounds, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I, once again, I felt awesome. We went on our honeymoon. I wore a bikini for the first time, like since high school, which was huge for me. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It's, I, I'm a firm believer in like, when you look good, you feel good. And not that weight has, you know, to be a part of that. But for me, I definitely felt better when I, you know, was not as heavy. <laughs> and it, it made, it made me, I think when you look good, you feel good. And that was definitely how I felt. So, like I said, we were on our honeymoon. I had an awesome time. I was like really enjoying my new body, especially because up until that point, I had been like so busy <laughs> with wedding stuff. I felt like I had been like hibernating. We also got married in February. So it really was like our, our wedding was like my coming out party. And then we went on our honeymoon in Puerto Rico and I got to like wear all these cute clothes and like enjoy this new body that I had. Well, if you've listened to the podcast, you probably know I got pregnant with Logan a month after our wedding. <laughs> so at that point, you know, in 2012, I definitely started gaining weight and really just did not lose it. And especially during, you know, those those childbearing years, I had Liliana, Logan was three when I had her, and then I got pregnant with Layla when... Liliana was 18 months old. So we were, you know, kind of pretty back to back. And for several years, I was either like pregnant or nursing or just had a baby. I'm sure so many of you can relate to that. And honestly, with with each of the kids, I really never lost like any of the weight. It just maybe a little bit like right after like when I was nursing, but I always managed to put the weight back on and then some. And honestly, my my starting weight from when I, you know, first started this kind of weight loss journey, which was basically like end of October, early November, was actually two pounds heavier than the day I gave birth to Layla. <laughs> so that should give you an idea. Um, I won't share that exact number, but it was, it was a big one. And kind of since then, especially since having Layla, I definitely have just not been happy with the way I looked with my body. I I mean, also, I just didn't feel great. I was definitely sluggish and just low energy. I had shared this, you know, on, on the last podcast, but I've been dealing with some other like health issues, arthritis in my back being one and then bladder prolapse. And both of those things are definitely helped with weight loss. And I also was having some issues. We, we did some blood work and everything came back fine, except for my, my liver levels were like elevated. And my doctor basically was like, you know, I know you don't drink a lot. I mean, I told her that. And so she's like, the best thing for you to do at this point is to clean up your diet and lose weight. And honestly, that was like a wake up call for me, a huge one, especially after, you know, everything we've dealt with, with my sister, you know, this past few months having cancer, I just, it's, it really has shifted my perspective and my, my focus on so many things, but my health being a huge one, because I realized that I was really taking my health for granted and honestly putting it in jeopardy by not taking care of myself. 
And I knew at that point I needed to make a change. And I'm, I'm really so thankful to that doctor. I shared this last time too, because she not only did, did she say, you know, you need to get healthy, clean up your diet and whatnot, but she also was really big on just me taking care of myself overall. She wanted me to, you know, start PT. She really wanted to help with my back and she wanted me to start therapy. I mean, she was just really, really gave me a lot of good tools and I have a follow-up with her next month. And I just, I, I really can't wait to say thank you. Cause I feel like going to that appointment, which I, like I said, I shared this before, but that was the first time I had gone to like a, you know, primary care physician in years, like since before I had kids. And it was something that was, you know, kind of outside of my realm at that point or my, my scope. And I'm just so glad that I took that step to make that appointment. And just like how I said in the last episode, if you have not done that, I really encourage you to do so just to establish care. You know, maybe you do want to get blood work done. Maybe you do have, you know, some little issues that you want to check into. It's never a bad idea. And that really kind of started me on, like I said, this, this sort of path of bettering myself in all ways. And I knew that a big part of that was going to be weight loss. And to be honest, I knew even last year when I did my, I did a solo episode for New Year's and I talked about wanting to work on my self-care and just better myself. I knew deep down that part of that meant weight loss. I honestly was just almost like not ready to even admit it to myself at that point, partially because I was intimidated by the idea of, you know, starting a, a weight loss plan or anything like that. But also because I think, like I had said, I was still very much in survival mode and the idea of doing anything for myself, anything that required like more effort than I was already expending just seemed impossible. And that, that was really where I was at. So the first step for me was that doctor and, you know, finding out that I had some, you know, small, but still important medical things that could be improved with weight loss. So that was, that was really what I needed to hear to kind of get me going. So from that point, I, I decided that I would do intermittent fasting only because I, I have a few friends who have done it and had, you know, success and talked highly of it. And I thought, okay, that's a good place to start. I'm not somebody who really like eats a lot for breakfast. So that wasn't that hard for me to kind of push back my like start time of eating. But we always ate dinner really late. And the reason for that is I would usually make something, my kids are, are picky and they eat, you know, a lot of like kid food. So I would often make, you know, pizza or chicken nuggets. Of course, Logan loves like bacon and ham. I would make that as an earlier dinner for them. And then I really enjoyed putting the kids to bed and being able to like really sit down with Manny and eat a meal. And looking back now, I realized that that was a lot of my issue because I was... I mean, I, I was making... I, I love to cook. I've shared that before. Cooking is like one of my favorite things. But I, you know, used to be cooking, like, with abandon. I, I paid no attention to, you know, calories or fat content. I was like, yep, throw on more butter, throw in more cream. Where's the bread? I mean, anything and everything, just at, at all, I wanted it all, basically. And so I knew that if I did the intermittent fasting, and I kind of set the time for, for myself to be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., that that would quickly get rid of that eating dinner 
weight. And, and I think that that, I, I just, I knew I was like, that's a good place to start. And I knew because my doctor had said, I, you know, I got to clean up my diet. I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, eat, start eating healthier. I didn't even like know exactly what that meant, but I'm like, I got to start somewhere. So basically to me, it was, I was going to eat more vegetables, eat like a better variety of food. I wasn't necessarily going to cut out completely like carbs or sugar, but I knew I wanted to cut back on them. And I told myself, I'm like, okay, at least for the first like two or three weeks, you got to be strict because I knew that once I started seeing changes and seeing the number on the scale go down, that I would feel more motivated to keep going. So I'm not going to lie. Those first few weeks were tough. (laughs) And most of that, I think, honestly, was my mindset at the time because I was just kind of coming to terms with the fact that I was an emotional eater. And I know it sounds silly, but I honestly didn't even realize until I stopped eating those, you know, very like decadent dinners how much emotion I had tied up in that. And I realized I was kind of using my my dinners as a reward. And I was telling myself, you know, oh gosh, like this this day is hard or if I was having a bad day or really anything, it was just always like dinner was what I looked forward to because I enjoyed cooking it. I really enjoyed eating it. And I like I said I would kind of throw on all the calories, eat as much as I wanted, was definitely eating to the point where I was like so full, or as my dad would say, bust in a gut. That's always his, okay, what he says when he eats a big meal. And my dad loves to eat. Let me just tell you. <laughs> um, and that's what I was doing. And the funny thing is, like I had mentioned, I started going to therapy. The, the first week that I started this, that therapy session, this was like all we talked about. And I was telling her, I'm like, I just feel like I'm, I'm more snappy and I'm more angry. And I'm like, I think it's because like, I'm, I'm just feeling deprived because, you know, I'm used to making myself whatever I want for dinner and eating as much as I want. And like, that's always my treat. And I'm realizing how attached I was to that. I, I truly, I knew I enjoyed it, but I didn't realize that that was like my version of emotional eating. I honestly, up until that point, I really thought of people who are emotional eaters as like binge eaters. Um, Because I've had a few friends like that before where it's like they will, you know, sit down with a bag of chips and literally eat the entire bag of chips or anything like that. I, I, like I said, I've always had a big appetite, but I've never really considered myself a binge eater. And and with dinner, I would definitely eat till I was like fuller than I should have been. But I wouldn't, I still wouldn't call that binging. But at the same time, that was still emotional eating. I was still like in some way, you know, comforting myself with food. And that was like I said, really hard for me to even just come to terms to because I I just didn't realize that that's what I was doing. But I think once once I got past that, and again, I'm really thankful to to be in therapy because I was able to sort of work it out with her and what she had suggested to me, and it was really smart, was, you know, kind of giving myself a different reward at the end of the day, something that was, you know, still healthy or good for me. Um, most of the time I, I just ended up taking a bath. I would, we would eat dinner earlier. We'd put the kids to bed and I really enjoy taking a, you know, a hot bath. I love the Epsom salts. So that was something I usually would do like maybe a couple times a week. I was doing that like almost every day, especially the beginning. Cause it was like, I needed something else to look forward to. And that honestly did help. I also 
the first few weeks, I was still really figuring out what I should be eating. And I was having a hard time because a lot of the the more decadent meals that I was used to making, I was like, oh, I can make like a healthy version of that. I can, you know, you know, I'll, I'll leave out this or I'll change this. And I ended up feeling like really unsatisfied from that. There was a few meals that I could kind of make a healthier version and still, still really enjoy them. But the, the, whatever I was doing those first few weeks and just kind of figuring it out, it was not, it was not cutting it. I was, I was definitely not feeling satisfied. There, there was one day where I love pasta. Pasta is like my favorite. And I used to make it all the time, especially like I would make it for lunch and I would make like a big batch of whatever and then just have that in the fridge and heat it up all week. And I went to the store and I found that chickpea pasta. I don't know if anyone listening has tried it. So I was like, oh, this is great. This will be like my my healthy version of pasta. So I, I made it one day and I had like tomatoes and mushrooms and spinach and garlic and this really yummy sauce that I made for it, like a light kind of brothy sauce. And I was so excited because this is the, like, if I had regular pasta with that sauce, I would have been all over it. It would have been delicious. But I tossed in this chickpea pasta and I took one bite and it was so gross. I really did not like it. It was like mushy. The texture was terrible. I ended up just eating the the tomatoes and the, the mushrooms out of there and just, again, feeling like so unsatisfied and honestly crabby because I was just like, this is not good. And I had a few of those, those first few weeks, like a few total misses that I was like, this is just not good. So I really did have to kind of figure out, okay, what can I eat that is healthy that I I still really enjoy? Because that's honestly really important to me. I know some people, maybe food isn't that big of a deal. I don't don't necessarily like to call myself a foodie because I think that term is just like kind of annoying, but I definitely, I love food and I love to enjoy food. Like I said, I love cooking. It's all like very important to me. So I had to figure that out. But then once, once I did and I started kind of figuring out like, okay, this is how something I really like, or I can eat this and kind of getting used to that schedule of eating from 11 to seven, things started to get easier. It it took a few weeks, but I started to kind of slowly kind of find my footing with, you know, this healthier lifestyle um, one, another huge thing I started doing, and I have to credit my amazing friend, Jody Warshawski, who, if you've been listening to the podcast, you're probably familiar with her because she's been a guest a couple times. I've been on her podcast. I love her. Jody, last year, she lost weight and she was looking amazing. And she shared about it on her show. I had reached out to her. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? And she had told me that she was listening to this podcast called Losing 100 Pounds with Corinne. And last year, I listened to a few episodes of it, and I really liked it. I loved Corinne, but like I had said, I was just, I was still figuring out what this whole thing was going to mean to me. So I hadn't listened to that show in like a year or almost a year. But like I said, in those first few weeks when I was struggling, it kind of popped in my head one day. I was like, oh, like I need to listen to that podcast again. So I started listening to that podcast, and it was so helpful because Corinne, the, the, she has like a whole tribe, she calls it. She's a weight loss coach, a life coach. I'm just going to share this here. She is also an autism mom and she is going to be a guest on Adventures in Autism. So stay tuned. I'm so excited for that. 
But she just has such amazing advice. Again, she's a life coach. So a lot of what she teaches, it's not like eat this, don't eat that. It's really about your mindset and cleaning up those unhealthy thoughts in your head, kind of like getting rid of diet culture that I think so much, so many of us like grew up with. Like I totally remember, you know, doing Weight Watchers back in the day or, you know, counting calories, that kind of thing. She doesn't teach any of that. She really teaches you how to get rid of like the mental weight and, you know, work on your thoughts and your thoughts around food and on your self-image and all of that. And one of the biggest things that she teaches is kind of like learning to to really focus on when you're hungry and when you're full. She goes into it more on her podcast. Anyone who's interested in losing weight, I would a hundred million percent recommend listening to it. She has tons of episodes. I think there's like over 300 episodes. Um, if you're interested, you can message me and I'll tell you a few of my favorites or good places to start. But it, it really was so helpful. And like I said, one of the biggest things she teaches is just eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're satisfied. And I know that sounds really simple and easy and like, okay, like that, we all do that, don't we? And honestly, maybe you do. And if you do, awesome. You probably also don't have a weight problem. (laughs) But that has been just a huge part of this journey for me is only eating when I'm hungry. So like I said, I eat from 11 to 7. But if I don't feel hungry at 11, I will wait. Sometimes I won't eat until, you know, 1130 or noon. It really just depends on the day. But then once I feel hungry, I will absolutely eat. It's not about like make like starving yourself or, you know, waiting until you feel super, super hungry. It's just about listening to your body and those cues to be like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat something. And then when you're eating, not just eating until you're like, oh, I'm so full. I got to, you know, unbutton my pants or something like that. It's really about stopping. She will say when you're satisfied. So not even necessarily when you're full, but when you're like just satisfied, you've, you know, you've had enough, you're not going to be hungry for a few hours, but it's like you have, you're, you're satisfied with what you ate. That alone has been huge and it definitely takes practice and it takes a lot of thought, but anyone who's interested in in losing weight, I had tons of people, I'm going to go over some questions later, but a lot of people just reaching out saying, how did you do it? How do you do it? That would be like my, the number one thing I would say is just start with paying attention to your body, listening to yourself. When are you hungry? And then as you're eating, when are you full? And it's not, it's not perfect. There's definitely times where I'm like, oh, I think I'm a little hungry. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm starving. It's like, I've waited too long. Or when I'm eating and I'm like, "Mm, am I full yet? Better eat a little more. And then when I'm done, I'm like, ooh, I definitely ate too much. I'm definitely feeling full. It takes practice, but it really does work. And like I said, that, that alone has been a huge just realization for me just to listen to my body. I will share a little more um, later about like some kind of tips in terms of like what I'm eating. Um, And I can share more too, like on social media, maybe even in my my stories, I'll post like some of my favorite meals or like what I eat in a day. Because I mean, a lot of people were asking me like those specific questions. And I'm happy to share that. But like I said, so much of it really is mindset. And I think if I had to say like what the biggest thing was, that's that's what it is. And just being consistent. I think for so long, I know I've done this and I, I'm sure many of you listening who've, you know, if you've tried to lose weight before, 
it's so easy to just want to give up if you, especially if you've maybe made a bad choice or eaten too much, you think, Oh, well I've just screwed myself. So I might as well just keep going and like eat the ice cream or eat the bag of chips, whatever. And honestly, it's when you have those moments, it's fine. What matters is what you do the next meal. And the next time you have the opportunity to make a choice. My sister-in-law actually lost a hundred pounds, um, about 15 years ago and she's kept it off. She looks amazing. She, and, and, and the whole, the entire time I've known her, she's looked amazing. But that was what she said to me when I asked her, like, what's, what's your best advice is she's like, it doesn't matter if you screw up, you just keep going. You keep going the next time. And she also had said that for her, it was just like a series of small changes and just those, those changes, they add up and it's like little by little, so much of it adds up if you stay consistent. And this is kind of where the the autism stuff sort of plays into it because number one, I remember talking to Jody. <laughs> I called her one day when I was struggling and I said, I, I feel so like lonely in this journey, which is weird because I'm, I'm, it's not like I was alone, especially in, in my own home. Uh, Manny really jumped on board with me and he's been eating a lot healthier. He's lost like 10 or 11 pounds now too. Uh, my sister too, like she's been eating healthier. Like everyone's fine to, you know, support me and eat the healthy meals. But when you're focusing on weight loss, it really is like an everyday thing. And it's something you have to be conscious of all the time. And it sort of started to remind me of the, the early days of the autism journey where I, it felt isolating. It was like, you know, I, I had all these, these thoughts in my head, especially in the beginning when, like I said, I was kind of working through these, this like emotional eating stuff. And it just felt, it just felt lonely. I remember reaching out to Jody and saying, in, in so many ways, it reminds me of like the early days of my autism journey. And she was like, I completely agree with you. <laughs> we were talking about listening to the podcast and she was like, I feel like when I was, you know, losing my weight, she's like, I would listen to the podcast with Corinne. And she's like, I felt like Corinne was like my only friend because <laughs> she was like somebody who really got it. So that was sort of the first way. And honestly, the the best, the cure for that, similarly, like to, you know, everything with autism is finding community and finding support. So I would reach out to Jody. I would text her when I was like having a hard time or when I was celebrating a success, I would call her. And, and, and it really was super helpful, especially because she's been there. And I have a, a handful of friends also who are just like really close. And I, same thing, I would tell them like, oh, I'm really struggling. Oh, I, I had a good day. Just reaching out and getting that support was huge and really helpful for me. And then the other thing was, like I said, so much of this is just about staying consistent and like making those little changes and adding them up. And I really started to draw strength from Logan and thinking about, you know, him being in therapy and school day after day, year after year. I mean, we're, we're taking a pause from, from ABA right now, which I've shared on the, on the podcast. I mean, we're still doing other therapies and thankfully Logan is in school full time. But I just started thinking about, you know, how hard he works and just the determination that he has showed over these past few years. And I, I realized like, you know, if he can do this hard stuff and he can do it happily and just continue to work hard day after day, I'm like, I can draw strength from that. And I, I truly do. There has been times when I have, you know, wanted to maybe 
go ham on a bag of chips or <laughs> whatever. And I honestly will think about Logan and I will think, okay, how many hours of ABA did he do? How, how many hours of speech and OT and working so hard on, on skills that, you know, come easily to typical children. And I feel like that's something that I would be hung up on was thinking about, oh, I wish I could eat whatever I wanted, like so-and-so. And the truth is like, we, we all have challenges and this was mine. This, this is something that I have to work at. And it just started to click for me and make a lot of sense. And I'm not saying every day is perfect. It's not. <laughs> but if I can, you know, use these tools that I have come up with or were given to me or I've learned, I know that I can stay the course. So I will say I'm, I've lost 31 pounds now and I'm not at my goal yet. I'm definitely getting there. And just knowing where I've come from and what I've learned, really, it, it this hasn't been very long. Like I said, this was like end of October, beginning of November. I just know that I can keep doing this. And Manny said to me the other day, because like I said, I've lost weight before and I've gained it back. He was kind of joking to me. He's like, he's like, do you think you're going to gain your weight way back again? And I told him, I'm like, I, I'm like, I sure hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't say for sure. But what I will say is before when I had lost the weight, I, I wasn't necessarily doing it for I, I'm using air quotes, but the right reasons. And honestly, there's there's never like a right reason. It's it's whatever reason works for you. But this time around, I just have such a different mindset. And it, it really isn't just about, you know, fitting into my wedding dress or like looking good in a bikini. Those things are great. Let me just tell you. <laughs> that's I'm not I'm not saying that doesn't doesn't feel good. But it's it's so much more about my health and like I said, taking care of myself because of all the people that depend on me and that I have to take care of. And it's just about like knowing my own strength and knowing that I I don't want to go back down that road again. And it's it's so funny because when I first started this whole thing, or we're talking to my mom, again, this was like in the first like week or so when I was feeling kind of down on stuff. And my mom is always like, so supportive. I'm so lucky. She's never like some people they'll tell me that their mom's being like, Oh yeah, like you should lose five pounds or whatever. My mom would never say that. Even the heaviest I was, she would always be like, You're beautiful. But I remember talking on the phone and like I said, just feeling kind of down and being like, I know I have to do this and it's so important. And she was like, Well Meg, I, I know you're gonna lose the weight because I know you and you're gonna do anything you set your mind to. And it was like she had all this confidence in me. And I remember thinking, like, even on the phone with her, I'm like, gosh, I wonder why she feels that way. <laughs> because even though I've lost weight before, I just, I didn't have that confidence in myself about weight loss. I maybe had it with other things, but I, for some reason, for the past few years, like, weight loss has just seemed like in a totally, like, unattainable goal. And I know, because I've talked to a lot of you guys since, you know, talking about this on the show, that some of you feel that way and maybe you want to lose weight and it feels unattainable. It's not. You absolutely can do it. Truly. If I can do it, you can do it. I know people say that, but it's just about putting your mind to something, staying focused and staying consistent. And that's it. Don't let anyone or anything get in your way, including yourself. 
you need to, you know, step, step get out of your own way and realize that, you know, you have that strength within you, especially as an autism parent. If you are, you, you're on this, this autism journey, you have strength in spades. That is not the issue. And that was one of the questions I got was, you know, how did you do this as, as an autism parent? I feel so consumed by this life. And the truth is, I, I get it. And like I said, there was a long time where I was in survival mode and it didn't seem possible for me. And if that's where you are, that's fine. And and I'm not here to preach or, you know, tell anybody that's not, this isn't like a, a goal for them, what they should do. I'm just saying, if this is something that you want to do, you absolutely can do it and you can feel better. You can look better. You can have more energy. I will say my back has been hurting less. That's been huge. Even my, my, my prolapse, when I went to my gynecologist that he said that to me, he was like, you know, if you were to lose like 15, 20 pounds, that would really help. That would be a lot of pressure off. And at the time, this was before I even had that other appointment with the PCP. I was like pissed. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this guy telling me I have to lose 15 or 20 pounds. Does he have any idea how hard that is? And I was, I had this whole, this whole story about how, you know, that was just impossible. But it, truly it's, it's made such a difference, like across the board in, in so many ways. So, okay, that's what I want to share on that. I'm going to take a quick break and come back and I have some questions. So I'm going to get into those and I also have some tips I'm going to share. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, I'm back. So I got a lot of questions and I'm going to answer many of them, but a lot of people were just asking like, how did you do it? How? Tell me your secrets. And hopefully I answered some of that in the first part. So if you don't <laughs> hear your question, if that's what it was. Um, but also I, I think it, it'll come up more in these questions. Um, okay. So the first one I'm going to answer is, are you following some kind of weight loss program and are you exercising? Okay. So no, I am not following a weight loss program. I don't even calorie count. And I say that because like I said, listening to Corinne's podcast, really kind of gave me permission to not calorie count. The first couple weeks, I kind of was. I wouldn't necessarily count everything. Every now and then I would have a day where I'd plug everything into like my fitness pal. If you're a numbers person and calorie counting works for you, 
I mean, go for it. I just, like I said, I really like more paying attention to when am I hungry and when am I satisfied. And then, like I said, I do try to cut back on sugar and carbs, but I still, I still eat that. So not following a certain program. And uh, am I exercising? No, I have exercised exactly once (laughs) on Saturday. I did a 20 minute beginner workout. I just like searched it on YouTube and I have been sore ever since. (laughs) So that will tell you I'm not exercising. Um, I would like to, that was my, one of my goals for 2021 is to make exercising a, a regular part of my life. I said, I'm setting my goal low right now. It's it's to exercise two to three times per week. So I still have a few days to hit my, hit my two. Um, that's another thing Corinne talks about a lot too, is just kind of like holding yourself accountable, but not setting the bar too high. So I'm not going to like share everything she says in her podcast, but honestly, it's, it's so good. (laughs) Um, so no, not exercising yet, but would like to, and I think that's something important to note too, is I think a lot of people think to lose weight, you need to spend like hours in the gym it's really not true. I, I, like I said, the first time I lost weight, I was working out a lot. And honestly, that worked for me then. I was like young and single and had a lot of time to be at the gym. When I lost weight before our wedding, it again, it was only through diet. And truly it was through like not eating because I was stressed and planning a wedding and broke because I didn't have any money from planning the wedding. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was like the healthiest way. But this time around, it really has all been through diet and just healthy eating and paying attention to when I'm hungry and when I'm full. Um, okay. So the next question, do you meal plan? I do. I don't necessarily meal prep. You know, sometimes you'll see those people that have like Instagram accounts where it's like they're prepping their food for all week long and they've got all these little containers in their fridge. I don't do that. I do meal plan and I've actually always done that. I always do a big grocery trip, usually on Sunday, some days on Monday and I would always say to Manny, okay, what do you want for dinner? And I would plan plan our meals and, you know, just kind of knew every night I was having this. And like I said, I would often do like, I'd make like a big pot of pasta and that would be like my lunch for the week. Things have changed. So I do plan, I always plan dinner and I, I do the same thing. I still say, okay, what do you want for the week? But now they're just healthier options. So I've always got dinners planned out. And then for for breakfast, like almost every day I have some form of avocado toast. So I either have like actual toast with avocado or I'll, and I'll put an egg on it. Or sometimes I do, I love, um, they're just like the whole wheat pita pockets. Those are great. A little bit less calories than bread. I will like smear half an avocado in there. Again, I'll, I'll make, make an egg, just use a little like olive oil spray, toss that in there and I'll put like cherry tomatoes, something like that. That's what I have for breakfast, like almost every day. And it's, it's filling and it's tasty. I love the everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's game changer. Um, and then sometimes I, I don't have lunch or I'll have like a smoothie or I'll make a salad or something kind of small. Cause again, I, I, I don't eat until like 11 or later. So I'll eat something before dinner, but I don't necessarily eat like lunch or sometimes I, if I am hungry that day, then I'll have leftovers from the night before whatever I made for dinner. So I definitely do plan. I think planning is really important because I think when you are just kind of telling yourself, oh, I'll figure it out. And then it's like, you're hungry and there's nothing to eat and you haven't thought about it. And then you're not necessarily going to make the best choice. So planning, but don't stress yourself out over it. Just 
make it as easy as you can. Even if it's like, you know, frozen stuff, because that's easy for you. That's fine. Whatever works best for you. A lot of times now I'll make like a big pot of soup and that will be my lunch. I'll, I'll have like, you know, a big pot of veggie soup and I'll just eat a bowl of that for lunch during the week. But just sort of, again, back to figuring out what you like and what works for you, but definitely having some kind of plan. Um, okay. How do you stay disciplined? <sighs> that's a tough question. I, I, I follow a bunch of like healthy weight loss accounts on Instagram now. And I think that really helps just giving yourself, seeing other people, you know, kind of that, that when I, especially like success stories, like following people who have lost a lot of weight and have kept it off. That's, that's really motivating for me. And one of those accounts, she recently was talking about how in the beginning or at, at certain points, you're going to feel motivation, but you don't always have motivation so what you really need is that consistency over discipline. It's not always about motivation. It's it's really about staying disciplined. I think I said that wrong. <laughs> but the discipline comes in when you just, you know why you're doing it. And like I had said, I I have no doubt at this point that I'm doing what I should be doing to, to take care of myself to, you know, keep losing the weight. I still want to lose like probably another 15, maybe 20 pounds. I don't, I really don't have a goal. Cause like I said, I, I never had a scale. So my goal is basically to look how I did, uh, at my wedding or on my honeymoon. Um, and I don't know what I weighed then. I know I was wearing a size six. So I have just keep saying, I'm like, I would like to be comfortably wearing a size six. I'm in a size eight now. So I, I don't know how, how long it will take. And like I said, I don't have like an actual size goal, but I do know that I, I have the discipline to keep going because I'm just so steadfast in, in how I feel about, you know, just keeping on this plan. Um, okay. What foods do you keep around to snack on? To be honest, I'm not a huge snacker and I never have been. Again, I always just enjoyed a big old meal. <laughs> I looked forward to those dinners. I looked forward to my pasta lunch. I, like I said, I was never much of a breakfast eater. I mostly just want coffee in the morning, but I, I've, I've changed that a bit because now I don't really eat until later. So I am hungry by the time it's time to eat. But if I do want a snack, I always have some type of fruit. The kids love apples and grapes. So we always have apples and grapes. So I can always, you know, grab an apple or eat some grapes. I like keeping raspberries too. Those are really good, tasty, and you know, like low, you can eat like a whole pint of raspberries, like 70 calories, something like that. So that's a good one. If you, if you like snacking, popcorn is a good one. Every now and then I have popcorn, um, especially there's like all those different kind of like kind of skinny pop variety sort of stuff. Um, that's a good one. Sometimes I will just, you know, grab like a handful of pretzels if I'm really hungry or like a handful of goldfish crackers. I don't necessarily not snack. I just, I'm, I'm not a big snacker. And like I said, I never have been. So that, that isn't like a huge thing for me, but you absolutely can snack. You just kind of want to be thinking like consciously, oh, I do like, I, I like pistachios. I have, I'll keep like nuts. Um, and I will like measure out what a serving would be, which is like a fourth a cup. Cause that's one of those things where I feel like I could just like keep popping them in. And then all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, I just ate a bag of nuts and nuts though healthy are fattening <laughs> and high calorie. So I would like maybe portion those things out. If you're going to have a snack, like pretzels or whatever you're going to grab, 
just portion it out and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have this. And if you want more, that's fine. But you know, like, okay, I've, I've just eaten a portion just to be like more conscious of it. Okay. Biggest motivator. So I kind of shared this before, but honestly, it's, it's my family and it's Logan. It's knowing how hard he's worked and just seeing his determination over these past few years, that is the biggest motivation. Cause like I said, motivation, you don't always feel it. There are days when I just want to like throw in the towel and <laughs> kind of be done. But when you have those reasons, and I do think it's good to like make a list, like actually write out all the reasons and it can be, you know, from like, I want to be healthy to my family to, I want to fit into my jeans. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but then on those days when you don't feel motivated or you feel like, you know, you're kind of like down in the dumps, pull out that list and read it. One of the things that I did recently, and I will share some of them when I post this episode, although it's scary, is I made some like before and after photos for myself of, you know, older pictures of me, ones that I was never going to post because I didn't like how I looked in them and thinking like, well, I don't look like that. And then compared to like photos now with the weight loss and that has been really motivating for me. Like I had a day a couple days ago where I was just feeling like, oh, is this really working? And just not, not feeling great. And I looked at some of those photos and that's all I have to do to keep going. I'm like, okay, the proof is in the pudding. I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. I need to keep going. Cause it's funny. I, I still, when I look in the mirror, I don't see it that much. I still, there's certain angles and sometimes I will see it, but it really is when I look at a photo or obviously like when I step on the scale or put on my older clothes, like I had, I was wearing like a size 12. When I put those on now, they're like falling off. That feels really good. And that's really motivating. So just having, having those, you know, available to you that you can pull out that list and look at that. Or, or like I said, looking at a picture, um, although that's not going to be till you're a little bit further down the line. So start with the list <laughs> that will really help. Um, okay. Like I said, a lot of the questions, like, how did you do it? What are you doing? Uh, okay. This one is you look great. Do you make healthier alternatives or just eat less of an unhealthy food? So I would say a little bit of both. Like I had shared before, there was in the first few weeks when I was really trying to figure out like what was, what was I enjoying? What was satisfying to eat? I did try making like healthier versions of some of my favorite. The one that really stands out was I, I love making like, they're kind of like a knockoff Chipotle chicken burritos and I'll make like Chipotle chicken in the crock pot. And I would do like rice and beans and cheese and tomatoes and corn, like all the stuff that you would get at Chipotle and then wrap it up in burrito with sour cream and all that stuff. And that was something that Manny and I loved those. And we would eat, I mean, I would make those like probably every other week. It was like one of our favorites. So one night I was like, I'm going to make the chicken burritos and I'll just have, you know, the chicken, I'll have some beans, maybe like a little bit of rice, a little bit of cheese and like the veggies and that's it. And then I, and I made for Manny, I made him like basically a regular burrito. So I'm sitting there eating my, my little like burrito bowl, which honestly, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And I'm going to make it sound really dramatic right now, but that's how I felt. But I'm sitting there eating this and I'm just looking at watching him eating his burrito and thinking like, oh my gosh, that burrito is so much better than what I'm eating right now. This like puny little bowl it just doesn't even taste good. So yeah, that I learned and I, I've since made the burritos and now when I make them, I will make mine almost like a quesadilla and I'll do it with a 
like a whole wheat tortilla. And so I'll just, I'll, I'll totally skip the rice, but I'll just do like the, the shredded chicken and the beans and a little bit of cheese, make that like a tortilla. I'll dip it in, you know, salsa, maybe like some avocado. I, I do like substituting Greek yogurt for sour cream. That's been a good one for me. And that's so much more satisfying. So yes, just figuring out different ways to cook things. But I also do try to make healthier choices. Like last night for dinner, I made salmon, which is not something... I really like salmon. Manny honestly doesn't, although I've just kind of forced him to start eating it. And now he likes it. <laughs> um, so I made like salmon with veggies. I had a little bit of rice with mine. That was it. So some some meals look very different from things I used to make. But some are just kind of like a lightened up version um, another thing I love making, actually, this is the next question is what's your favorite healthy meal or thing to cook? I always used to make sheet pan chicken fajitas. If you just search on like Pinterest, I was joking with a friend of mine the other day. I still use Pinterest. I don't know if you guys do. <laughs> I'm like, I Pinterest, like it is 2012. I just love it. But especially if you're looking for like healthy recipes, Pinterest is just, it's, it's like Google, but you, it's more narrowed down and you just get better result, I think. So I, this was years ago. I, I searched and I found this recipe for sheet pan chicken fajitas and they're so good. You, you know, you do like little thin strips of chicken and then peppers and onions, bake it, and then I'll broil it for a little bit just to brown everything. So I've made those for years. So now I still make those, but as I'm cooking, I will, I use way less oil and I, you know, so it's basically just like chicken with a bunch of veggies. I will, basically make like myself instead of making like you know little shells with the peppers and chicken in there I'll just do kind of like how I said before like a making a quesadilla I'll have one whole wheat tortilla and make that into the quesadilla with a little bit of cheese I'll dip that in or I'll put a little bit of Greek yogurt on there maybe an avocado a little bit of cilantro delicious and that's been a, a good alternative to something that's unhealthy and just kind of making a healthier version of, you know, something I've always really enjoyed. So that part is definitely, it, it takes some work. If you don't like cooking, I'm sure it's even harder. I, I just, I really like cooking. So that's been something that I've always enjoyed and it's, it's fun for me to try new recipes. And now it's, I, I was, before I started this or at the beginning, I was like, well, this is going to suck and healthy food doesn't taste good, but I have definitely been wrong because I've made a lot of really yummy and healthy stuff. Um, okay. I think that is all the, the questions. Thank you everyone who submitted questions. And like I said, a lot of it was just, how did you do it? What are you doing? Give me your secrets. And hopefully I answered a lot of that. I do have a few more tips that I want to share just cause I feel like this actually, these things have been really helpful to me. So the first one, and this might, these, none of these are going to seem like a big deal, <laughs> but they really have been helpful to me. Uh, so the first one I wrote is I switched from regular coffee creamer. I used to use, like I could have bought stock in this, the International Delight Cold Stone Creamer flavor. And I was obsessed with that. And I would use a lot of it. And I drank multiple coffee, cups of coffee a day. And that's just like so much sugar. So I switched to oat milk creamer. And I knew I liked oat milk because there was a, a latte, an oat milk latte at Starbucks that I tried maybe like a year ago. And I was like, oh, this is really tasty. It kind of tastes like an oatmeal cookie. So I knew I wanted to switch to a healthier creamer. I tried like almond milk. I tried coconut milk. But when I tried this oat milk one, it was just the yummiest. And coffee is 
my love language. Coffee is so important to me. I mean, if you guys know, I have a coffee tattoo that I got with my sister. It's just like, it's, it's my, it's my everything basically. <laughs> so I knew I had to find a way to enjoy my coffee that was healthy. So that's what I did. I started using the oat milk creamer. It's delicious. I use the, it's a silk brand and it's the oatmeal cookie flavor. It is so good. And it's, it's really been helpful for me. Um, okay. The next thing, and I mentioned this when I was talking about the, the sheet pan fajitas, I have drastically cut back on cooking oils. I always use olive oil, which is like a healthy fat. So that's great. But I would never pay attention to how much oil I was using before. And I would, you know, just like throw some in the pan, throw some in the bowl if I was mixing something. And when I look back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, holy calories. So now what I do, like when I make those, you know, sheep pan vitas, I'll put all the veggies and chicken and everything into a big bowl and I'll measure out like actually measure one or two tablespoons. And then if I need more liquid, I always just keep broth, like a box of vegetable broth or chicken broth right next to the stove or next to the mixing bowl. And that has, I think, made a huge difference. I started doing that right from the beginning. Or I use just like the olive oil spray if I don't need to, you know, toss something. And like I said, just keep the oil right there. So if I make any kind of veggies, I'll just do like a little spray on the pan, throw some some broth in there. Huge difference, still super flavorful, super yummy. And like I said, really, really made a big difference. The other thing that I do, and I've always enjoyed drinking tea. I've always had like at least a couple variety varieties of tea like on hand at any time, but I drink tea every single day now, multiple cups a day, not only because it's, you know, drinking water is so important. I haven't said that, but I think water is huge. So I try to drink, I try to drink at least like 64 ounces a day, which is a lot, but I will count like my tea or coffee towards that. So at least every morning and every night I have a cup of tea and I, that really helps me too, especially cause like I said, I am doing the intermittent fasting. So like before it's, it's like a meal time. So like before 11 o'clock drinking tea, it really helps kind of like curb cravings. It, it honestly keeps me full. I'm sort of just used to it now, but at night, same thing. If I, you know, after seven, I don't eat anything. So I think, like I said, I never really snacked much, but especially for people who are snackers, I think drinking the tea is good too, because it, it just kind of gives you something to do. Um, and like I said, I really like tea. We, my sister and I both love tea. We have like 20 varieties now. <laughs> we always have tons of tea on hand, but that's been a, a big, a big help to me for sure. The other thing I do is I always give myself a cheat day. And so it's every Saturday. So Saturday morning I weigh in and then the rest of Saturday I give myself the day off. I try to stay within reason. I try to make it more like a cheat meal and a dessert, but I, I don't watch so closely. So if there's anything I've been craving during the week, I'm like, okay, you can have it, but just wait till Saturday. So this past Saturday I had been desperately craving cinnamon rolls. So I made cinnamon rolls for breakfast. That was my breakfast. I still try to do at least the start time at 11. Sometimes I, I will push back. We won't eat until later, which is fine. Um, and I also was craving a cheeseburger. So that was what I ate. I had the cinnamon roll for breakfast. I, we went to five guys for dinner. So it's not like I'm deprived. I definitely like, I still, the, the foods that I really like, and I, if I want to eat it, I can eat it. I just have to, you know, plan for it and have it on my cheat day. 
So that I think is huge. And my sister-in-law, like I said, the one who lost hundred pounds, she, she had said to me, she's like, I, I always gave myself a cheat day. And she's like, maybe it will, you know, slow down your weight loss in the end, but she's like, it'll keep your sanity, which is most important. So that helped. Um, okay. The other thing I said is, again, I've talked to this before, but just eating foods that you actually enjoy. You do not have to eat like, you know, all broccoli and plain bland stuff. You really can find stuff that you enjoy that's healthy. And I'm saying that as somebody who didn't believe it. I really thought this was going to be so miserable and I was only going to be eating like cauliflower rice. And honestly, I gave that up. I, for the first couple weeks, I was trying to just eat cauliflower rice instead of rice. And now I'm like, screw that. That's not working for me. So now like I eat rice, I just eat way less than I did before. If I used to take like a, a big old scoop of it, now it's like, I just have, you know, a little bit, but it's, it's enough to satisfy me and it tastes good and I don't feel deprived. Um, okay. The last thing I have here, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about just, you know, finding community and support. I joined a couple Facebook groups that are for weight loss and that has honestly been so helpful just, you know, people who are on the same journey. And again, I love when people post like their transformation Tuesdays or their before and afters that is really motivating for me. And then, like I said too, following like the healthy accounts on Facebook or weight loss accounts on, on Instagram. I mean that, that I love that. I love seeing progress. And I've, I've said that before, again, like with autism, I love seeing, you know, watch following these accounts and seeing these kids progress and grow that makes me so happy and i i just i love seeing other people's success and that's how i feel about the weight loss stuff too to me it's like i never i i don't i don't feel like some people i think feel maybe um i don't know the word to use they feel discouraged when they see other people who are like succeeding and and it's like oh i'm not succeeding and you can look at it that way or you can look at it like that person is a badass and I want to do that too. <laughs> so that's how I feel. I, I look at those accounts for inspiration, for motivation, and it really works for me. And then, like I said, the the group and then just relying on your people. I, Manny really has been so awesome and encouraging. And honestly, he loves me any size. He loved me when I was bigger. He loves me now that I'm smaller, but like he has been just really, really supportive. And he's always like, Oh, who's that tiny woman in my house? Or like, he'll pick me up now, <laughs> which is not something he used to do before. And he's like, you're just so little. I got to pick you up. And I mean, I joked that coffee is my love language, but truly words of affirmation are my love language. So I'm someone that needs to hear it. And he just, he pumps me up a lot. And that has been really great. But like I said, finding those friends that you can really confide in or, or vent to or share your success. I think that really helps. Since I've been more open about it, I have had more people who are also, you know, on a weight loss journey reaching out. I was just with a friend of mine yesterday. Um, we were, you know, comparing like recipes and she's like, this is so fun to like talk to someone who actually gets it. And it's so true. Like people who are in the same lane as you, they just get it in a different way. Similar to, again, with autism. So that's all I have to say for today. Wow. That was a long episode. <laughs> I hope this is helpful any of you listening, if you are, you know, just getting started or you want to get started, never hesitate to reach out. I'm always here. I'm happy to help motivate you or, you know, give you that kick that you might need. Again, I don't want to sound preachy. I don't want to sound like this is something, you know, it's like, oh, we all need to like get fit and lose weight. 
I just, I just want it to be like, if you're interested in this, if this is something you want for yourself, just know that you can do it. Cause I, I wanted it for a long time and I wasn't doing it and I didn't feel like I could. And I know now that that was just like my internal chatter that, you know, that person <laughs> who's telling me I can't do something, that little voice in the back of my head. And I've just kicked that voice to the curb and said, screw it. I'm doing it anyway. So that is all I have for today. Never hesitate to reach out. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys, whether it's about autism, weight loss, any of it. That's it. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to everybody for being so supportive. It really means the world to me and it's, it's made so much of a difference for me. And I just feel like I have all these little cheerleaders. So I, I appreciate it so much on every front. That is all for now. And until next time, take care. Thank you.